All right. Welcome back to Nobody Asked, the podcast. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. Why am I saying the time and date? (laughs) But for those that don't know, every Wednesday, the podcast gets released sometime in the afternoon, usually around 3, 15, 4 p.m. um, Toronto, New York time, uh, which is Eastern time in North America. I don't know... I'm not going to say that I don't know the other time zones. I feel like that's that's a problem. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that out loud. I know some of them. Um I used to know how all of the time zones were like sequestered around the world, but you know what? That sort of information is uh, not something I use. It's just kind of like all of the things in math, really. Like I use the basic math that I learned when I was like 5, you know. And past that, I have not needed to uh, know derivatives or logarithms and stuff. Um, (laughs) But what I do need to know these days, is this a great segue or what? What I do need to know these days are things that make you feel safe. I think that's important. Things that make your friends feel safe, things that make your family feel safe, your chosen family feel safe, your pets your coworkers, the people on the street, the people in your neighborhood, the people in your building, whatever it may be, yourself, most importantly, what makes you feel safe. So I got a little inspiration from a Twitter account out there, and uh, they asked this question, what are some things that make you feel safe? They didn't ask it quite like that. They had a little bit of a paragraph going on, but it was that general theme. So I I looked around the web, I looked into this thread, and I found some responses that I wanted to share. Some good, some bad, some on topic, some a little bit off topic, but mostly about feeling safe. What are some things that make people feel safe? So, first one. For me, I think it's entirely about being accepted and understood. So I think it would be someone who would ask questions even if they don't understand my point of view rather than just tell me I'm wrong or judge me and someone who didn't try to fix my emotions but sought to understand why I felt that way then go on to support me in my attempts to solve whatever the problem is. I like that. It's about hearing people and I know there's this term out there called, sorry, I have to fix my chair. There's this um, term that goes around sometimes called like holding space for somebody. And I didn't really understand what that was. And then it's, it, uh, it got explained to me and it's just about listening, really. It's about saying, you know what? I don't have to talk. I don't have to throw my opinions out there. I can just sit and hold this space for you, you know? So it can turn into a discussion if you want. But at the end of the day, sometimes people just need to be heard. Sometimes there's a venting and you are the ventee. There's a venter, you're the ventee. And that's how I think of holding space. And that definition changes according to situation, circumstance, person. Um, But yeah, I think that's a great way to feel safe. 
So part two of this post, the other side of it is being aware of their own emotions and behavior and not relying on me to fix those either. I try to practice acceptance and understanding as I described above with other people, but that's only safe if it's if the other person is able to separate how they feel from, from who I am. Possibly the most upsetting behavior for me is when others project an image of me that accords their emotions rather than seeing me for who I am. For example, you hurt me because you don't care, rather than I know you don't mean to upset me, but I was really hurt by that thing you did or said. That way, they're saying, I totally appreciate it is possible to be a good person and still make mistakes. That opens it up for me to ask them questions so I can understand what was hurtful and avoid hurting them in the future. I really, I remember why I took that post now because it just summarizes that, you know, um, you, you have to... Hold the space, you know. Are you, it's it's about not being accusative. Like I like this line specifically. the The example you hurt me because you don't care is wrong. What's right is I know you don't mean to upset me, but I was really hurt by that thing you did or said. Because there's some times when there is just a misunderstanding, especially with people who are friends. You know, you know. In most cases, I always forget to turn off my phone. So if you heard that, I'm sorry. In most cases, your friends, especially your close friends, don't mean to hurt you. You know when they are. So to accept that, you know what? I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Let's acknowledge the, the thing we don't agree on. Let's talk about it a little bit. See where we can compromise, change move forward, and figure it out, you know? So the next one, the older I get, the more I realize I can't really vent to people. No one really cares about how you feel, only if you're available and have some kind of use to them. So this person is kind of saying, I don't really have somebody I can feel safe with. I have nowhere to go. So for like I, this is not an advice podcast. I, I don't. This is not the episode, per se. Although I am adding in a lot of my own opinions and what I have to say about it. But for this person, I would say just kind of like, why is there nobody there? Is it you? Is it somebody else? It can't be everybody else. If you're saying you have nobody out there, how can you put yourself in a position to find people that are out there? I know it's very, very, very hard to make friends in real life these days because everybody is online. But there are ways. There are ways and you can do it and I believe in you. Um, next one though. This person says, no one as well. As a man, you're expected to be sh the strong one, carry all the burdens and show no signs of weakness. Society has dictated that men are not supposed to be emotional or weak. So you shut shut it in and not speak up about it and move on regardless. That's how it is. And then they continue. And this is, my dear friends, the definition of toxic masculinity. But it shouldn't be. You should be allowed to feel vulnerability is not weakness. It's emotional intelligence and strength. 
remove anyone from your life that weaponizes your vulnerabilities and your emotions. Cut them off with no regrets. Men have feelings too. So they almost had me in the first half. They almost had you in the first half. I totally... I was reading it again just now for, for like the second time and I was like, wait, why did I include this? And it's because, you know, I... I think that we are moving in a positive direction. You have to believe that we're always, me, you, everybody else, moving in a positive direction wherever that may be. Maybe people are stagnant, but they will continue to move one day. And that's the same for masculinity. I think that recently we have been redefining, I think constantly we redefine what masculinity is. And this side of it, I know that there's a lot of people out there, you know, experimenting with how masculinity looks, like clothing-wise, personality-wise, whatever. But I think socially, masculinity in this way needs to change. You know, um, why does every man have to be the strong one? Why does every man have to carry all the burdens? Why does every man have to show no signs of weakness is what this writer wrote. And this is their perspective. You're allowed to have your own perspective. But if this person has this perspective, there's always more people out there. And I agree that vulnerability in a lot of situations for men is not accepted by men and not accepted by other people that's toxic masculinity that's not what the episode's about but i think that it's such an important thing to talk about if you're going to talk about safe spaces how are you going to make a safe space if you identify as a man for yourself how are you going to allow other people that are men have safe spaces how are you going to do that but moving on to something a little bit lighter that i like you know we talked a lot about social situations how that can change maybe or how you can find a safe space let's move on to something a little bit different where situationally location wise can you feel safe? The per first person says, parking lots and gas stations. I agree. I have fortunately been to a gas station, especially recently, let me tell you. Um, but also parking lots. There's something about, I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't want to sound stupid and be like, I've been to a parking lot. I've been to a gas station. No, but like been to a gas station with a friend that I feel safe with, been to a parking lot and had a parking lot conversation with, with a friend that I feel safe with. You know, it's about that essence, the kind of like you get takeout food, you sit in a car and you just talk about things. And it's, it's kind of this thing that's romanticized in a lot of young adult TV and film, you see, you see them in, in parking lots alone or parks even. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of us want that feeling and I wanted that feeling. And I know one of my friends wanted that feeling 
And because we were talking about this TV show that was like, oh, romanticize your life. And then they were doing all of these things and whatever. And then we were like, why are we not in a parking lot? Why are we texting? Why are we, you know, let's go to a parking lot, get some takeout food and talk. Because we're doing it anyways. And we have time. What are we going to do right now? Text for a little bit, have have some sort of show in the background or movie in the background, maybe some music and then go to bed. No, you know, let's light our souls on fire a little bit that maybe that's a little dramatic, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, you know, next one as an adult staying over at my parents' house, it's like all the burden and responsibility of keeping myself alive is gone. I like this one. I think that one of the scary things about being a young adult or like an adult, I don't know. I haven't, I'm a, technically an adult, but I'm still like a, a young, I'm a young person. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't speak for adults, like real ones. Um, but there's this feeling of, oh, suddenly you turn 18 and so for a lot of people, they suddenly have all of these responsibilities. They can feel like burdens. So for any way um, possible to get rid of those responsibilities that feel like burdens is such a nice feeling. Um, so I totally get where this person's coming from. Next person says, being with my dog, having a bad day, go, go pet the dog. Home alone, hear a noise, Go find the dog. Monsters trying to eat me in my room. No worries. My dog is here. I like that. You know, I, I got a dog recently. Not my own dog, but a family dog. And there's just something like almost, maybe it's my dog. No, I'm not going to be like, my dog is so special. Um, they are special. But, you know, not more special than any other dog, probably. I don't know. Um... But there's something about having a dog in the household that changes things because it's just this, this, <laughs> this dog that's just kind of roaming around, might be sleeping, might throw a toy at you, um, might ask you to play, might sit on you, whatever it may be. Um, and that goes the same for like cats or other rodents that people might have or even fish. You know, some people can sit there and look at a fish tank and they get lost in it. And I think that's really, that's an amazing thing. Um, but moving on, being inside in a warm room, browsing Reddit or reading Twitter, social media, reading a book, um, while there's a raging thunderstorm outside, the sense of security and peace is enough to make even a boring evening thoroughly ple pleasant. I agree. So we're heading into spring in, in Canada, and in Ontario especially, spring is when there's going to be a lot of storms and a lot of rain. So it's heading into the season of, oh, the reading on the inside watching the storm on the outside and it's it's always such a special time i love it even right now it's snowing outside and i'm like i'm so happy i'm inside 
I'm so happy I'm inside. Maybe I'll take a walk later. Probably. Oh, actually, I have things to do outside later. So I will be outside later, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, somebody says soup. Nothing feels better than a bowl of warm soup. It's like you're glowing on your insides when you have soup, is what they say. I agree. I love soup. I mean, it's kind of like that feeling of cozy that we just had with the with the storm on the outside, you on the inside with a book. Um, getting back to snow, though. Fresh snowfall. Somehow everything being so soft and still makes me feel like nothing bad could happen. I just feel peaceful when there's fresh snow falling and accumulated on the ground at night. On a more practical side, it makes everything very bright out so you can see anyone. And no one could break in without leaving shoe prints and car tracks showing who they were and where they went. I love how they wrote this. Let me read that again. On a practical side, it makes everything very bright out so you can see anyone and no one could break in without leaving shoe prints and car tracks showing who they were and where they went. Wow. Am I the only one picking that up? Because I'm picking that up for sure. Wow. I like that. I, I love... It, it, it's kind of like that today. Kind of like a first snowfall today. It's the middle of February. End of February now. Um, but there was no snow. And now there's no. And it, it's, it's, it's true. Like, um, I know there's science behind it. But it, it's like the world kind of, you know, deafens a little bit. You know, you, um, you, there's less sound. There's a quietness. People don't really talk outside in the winter if it's it's cold. You know, you're just trying to get to the next warm place. And I understand that. Um, so everything's sort of quiet. It's just the rush of the cars and the wind maybe and the snow hitting the ground. And there's not too much snow where you can't, you know, function and walk and then that's annoying for me i'm gonna be honest it's like that's when snow gets annoying if i can't walk properly i don't get anywhere quickly and if it's feels like a workout <laughs> i have a i have an issue um moving on this person says it's going to sound cliche but being in a good physical shape makes me feel pretty safe knowing that if someone decides they want to beat me, <laughs> they are most likely not going to succeed unless they have some sort of extra help. It instills a fairly calm feeling within. If they have something a little bit too aggressive, maybe my sense of security gets threatened. But if I'm physically well, I feel safe. I like how... I'm not, I feel like I'm maybe tooting my own horn here, but I like how we went from, you know, I feel safe when I feel understood to I feel safe as a man if there's a, a toxic masculinity place, that a situation that um, is aware of that concept and we were allowed to be vulnerable to like soup, to thunderstorms, to now this person that says physical health or uh, they said good shape um i think that's important to feel like 
you can protect yourself. And that, I guess that can be expanded into other things. Can you, do you feel like you can protect yourself as, do you have a location? Is it your room? Is it your bedroom where you feel safe? Is it your porch? Is it wherever your dog is? You know, and this person says, as long as I feel in good shape. Um, moving on. This one's kind of funny. Um, watching an episode of Bob Ross. It's such a particular feeling, but whenever I watch him, problems seem to fade away. For 30 minutes, I forget about species going extinct or all the horrible things that are happening around the world, the drama in my life, feeling inadequacies, self-doubt, fear of not knowing what to do with my life. They all don't exist for that time period. I just feel safe watching happy clouds, trees, and mountains form. I feel tranquil, you know? Um... I like that one. That one's that one's fun. Like, you know, I, I haven't had a TV show that I've wanted to watch in a while, but I just found one. And it's really nice to just have something to look forward to where you just spend an hour and you just put your phone down, mute it, and just watch something. And it's it's like really nice, you know? So this person feels safe when they have... An episode of Bob Ross. I feel safe when I have an episode of a show that I really like. Um, moving with that television thing. I know somebody that did this. Let me know if you are also one of those people that did this. Um, but I had a sleepover. Uh, let, me, let me maybe say this first. So the person says, I fall asleep with my television on because I need the noise. It makes me feel like I'm not alone. I also need a fan on, no matter how cold it is, for the noise. I need sheets during the summer so you know the monsters won't tickle my feet. So when I was like nine, I had a sleepover with some friends. And the, the friend that owned the house, well, their family, um, they went to bed with the TV on a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, you can say all you want about the parenting there, but, you know, that's what made them feel safe at night, to have a TV on some random show on low, and they would have a sleep timer, and they uh, the show would turn off in like an hour, and they would be asleep before the hour ended, um, and it's kind of like, it's kind of, it was weird for me because I, I didn't have that. Um, but it's kind of like sometimes now I put on a talkative podcast that's talking about things that I don't really need to listen to. Um, and I put it on a sleep timer and I hope to fall asleep by the end of that sleep timer. And it's, I think it's the same concept. Um, and I guess these are all sorts of different ways you can feel safe. And um, I wanted to talk about this because, you know, just feeling safe is kind of like the top five things you should kind of do daily. Feel safe physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever you believe. Um whatever it is. So maybe think about that if you've never really thought about ways that you feel safe, you know? Um, but 
for now, that's the podcast. I'm happy to have brought this episode to to you. And uh, well, I'll see you next Wednesday. You can find all of the social media links in the description. And I'll probably see you there until next week. And you can find the podcast. If this is not your preferred platform, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, many, many more places. And uh, yeah, rate the rate the podcast five stars if you can. Make a little review if it's nice. And uh, I'll see you next week.